When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of Ferrari. My name is Shabazz and joining alongside me here in the driver's seat, passenger seat. Uh, and I think, am I in the back seat? No, I, I'll be in the driver's seat. You guys are in the passenger seats. Okay. Daniel, Anthony, Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm a doing good. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do the accent. I promise. Wow. Anthony, well. how, Anthony, how do you feel about that? Just want to get a temperature check. Anthony, I gave him the accent the pass card. he gave me the accent card for just like two words two and i I, words. I burnt my card right away <laughs> so quick i i just burnt the car right away i burned rubber i'm doing great you know it's it's really exciting to be talking about uh ferrari because From uh yeah anthony's italian and i think this is i this is he's like if there's going to be one movie this year that's going to dethrone oppenheimer it's ferrari <laughs> and then here's up uh, here's uh ferrari now that we're, we're going to be talking about it no but I'm, I'm doing great i'm I'm so excited to be in this car with you guys driving down the highway talking about enzo ferrari so i'm good and you know daniel not too long ago not too long ago you and i drove a ferrari we did drive a ferrari that was a really fun experience it was a very fast car um but I'll be honest, this might be a hot take. Not a hot wasn't take. Wasn't the most comfortable ride. Not a hot take. I'll be take honest at all. with you. Not a fun ride. It was drive. not the most comfortable ride. So if we could talk to Enzo Ferrari, maybe we will let the family know, like, hey, you know what? Maybe uh maybe make this a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Huh? yeah. It, it was also hard <laughs> to drive them on like our like sad streets and we're like, oh, I'm going 60 kilometers. That's it. And then we gotta slow down, stop. And uh, it was crazy. I know. A lot of fun, I know. a lot of fun. Oh, it was a lot of fun and also we weren't they automatic as well too yeah and they yeah have, yeah there's a lot there's a lot there but there's, anthony, there's, that's a whole other thing whole that's other a whole thing. other thing yeah anthony, but there's lots to talk about with that <laughs> anthony as the resident italian as mr ferrari himself how are you doing i'm doing well i am doing as good as an espresso in the morning oh oh it's good that's so sweet you didn't use your uh italian accent though why is, why is that i retired it Oh. He retired it after our Super Mario Wonder episode. You know, he's just like I. He went full Mario on that one. He's like, wasn't yeah, that long ago? You have to go listen. No, you have to go listen to that episode because I pull off one of the greatest Italian accents ever since Mario. The, uh, was, you know, I, I would say I think like Time Magazine said it was the greatest Italian accent since Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards. I think that's exactly wow. what they said. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. It was really strong. It was really, I really good. I don't want to break it to Anthony. That might not be the compliment that he's looking for. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, to represent Italy, I am obviously dressed as a gondolier. If you're watching this on YouTube, Anthony did point out that I look like I'd be in Venice, maybe with like a what, like a red sash on and like a hat, and I'd be, you know, the red ascot. Red you ascot. Know? Just, sorry, yeah. pushing. You're right. The the gondola through the Venice canals. I think that's kind of the vibe that I was going what for. What song would you sing mm-hmm. as you're pushing? Your boat. Uh, WAP oh. by Cardi B and uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm sure it would make everybody feel very comfortable. That's the vibe that I want to go with as I'm pushing you through. They say certified freak. <laughs> it's funny that you said WAP because, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> I realized let's, after. Let's I realized after. The elephant oh, on no. that one. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, wow. Just the Italian in the room, eh? Wow. I, I, I didn't even. I, 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 I didn't, didn't even. That was a double entendre. I gave Shay that wow. card. <laughs> I gave Shay that card. <laughs> Yeah, he gave me the wild card. Wow, God! Oh, you know what, man? That yeah. was a, that was purely coincidental, or was it? Was Leave I, your I hate know, man. The there's a little something deep rooted. I they feel like coming it, right? to the surface. Yeah, yeah, it was too quick. I was too quick with that one. Uh, yeah, I think it's just you put on that striped shirt, dude, and you just you <laughs> became like somebody a, else. I felt like Italian, you know. Uh, you felt like you could say it. I don't know, <laughs> man. It's America from here. It's the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> God, we you know. Thank God, Anthony's on this episode, so he can filter all the Italian uh, aggression that we might get uh so right. thank you for that anthony thank you for having uh you here you're welcome of course of course again want to give a huge shout out to our friends over at elevation pictures for inviting us to come watch this movie and to talk about it of course because now we have this wonderful review about before i get to that first reaction i do want to mention something really quickly here for just zero dollars a day you can go ahead and subscribe to the movie podcast on youtube apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcast episodes so go ahead give us a subscription it's free i promise you you may get some ads but there will be an ad free tier coming out hopefully in the new year we can't wait to drop all this amazing stuff about it so stay tuned for all that of course the show notes down below wherever you're listening to us have a lot more information about where you can find us all of our social media and just the greatest information you possibly could which is our discord go ahead and join that Maybe we might be talking about this movie. We might be talking about other movies like Oppenheimer. We have a group chat still in there that people are still talking about Oppenheimer. It hasn't stopped. So go ahead, join our Discord. Let us know what you think about movies, what you think about us, and we would love to hear from you. Of course, this movie is all about Mr. Ferrari himself, a.k.a. Enzo Ferrari. Set in the summer of 1957 with Enzo Ferrari's auto empire in crisis, the ex-racer turned entrepreneur pushes himself and his drivers to the edge as they launch into the Mila Milia, a treacherous thousand-mile race across Italy. Of course, this film does star Adam Driver as Enzo Ferrari, Shailene Woodley as Lena Lardi, and Penelope Cruz as Laura Ferrari, his wife, and directed by... Just a small-time director. No one really has ever heard of him. Michael Mann. <laughs> so, big Michael director behind this project. Michele yeah. Mann. Yes. Michele Mann. Wow. You know, like... Uh, Guys, no? I, think, I think we might offend people. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we don't. <laughs> if you are offended, leave a comment. We'd love to know if you offended you. Sure. I mean, we'll offend them with something we'll say on this episode, most likely. Absolutely. Either if we like this movie or not, it's <laughs> one camp will be offended. One camp will be offended. And yeah. to start us off with the offense... Anthony, please give us your first reaction. <laughs> the first is he on Ferrari. trial, by the way? <laughs> he is on trial. Absolutely on trial. Oh, my God. Ferrari is a movie that has been a long time coming, especially because it's been Michael Mann's 
passion for the past, I would say, 10 years of his life. There has been you know, multiple people tied to this film from Hugh Jackman to Christian Bale playing Enzo Ferrari. And we finally have it on the screen. It was one of my most looked for look forward to films of 2023. I think when we were talking about, you know, what are we looking forward to back in the beginning of the year? You know, Ferrari was there, but again, we didn't know if it was coming out or, you know, we just knew it was being made. But here it is. We watched it and I really, really enjoyed it. But it's also a weird film because overall, I like the performances. I like this, the, the, the story. I love the cinematography, the racing, everything about Ferrari I enjoyed. But there's something about this movie that feels like it's still in progress in terms of editing. It's just like this is not the final cut of this film. And Adam Driver plays Enzo Ferrari. You know, I, I, was, I wasn't ever worried because I, I remember I, you know, Adam Driver played a character in Gucci had the Italian English accent. He pulled him off really well. I forgot who it was, what Gucci he was of that family. But, you know, Enzo Ferrari is like the Steve Jobs, the, the, you know, the, the, these Ica Walt Disney of cars. So there's a lot riding on his portrayal of Enzo Ferrari and he does a fantastic job. Beautiful. Like I didn't see Adam driver. I saw Enzo Ferrari. Right after I watched this movie, I tried to go find interviews with Enzo Ferrari, which there's not many. He's a very like, secretive person, I guess, but there weren't a lot of interviews with him. But when I did find the interviews, the glasses, the look, the haircut, the demeanor, the, there is something that Enzo Ferrari just portrays with his cars that Adam Driver just got down. And there's also this determination that I never seen other than my grandfather. Just this stern Italian look, this no-no look that you could not, you, you, Adam Driver just hit it on the head with it because he just has this, this passion for what he's doing is the right course and whatever it takes to get there. This movie really showcases, for the first time ever, the dangers of driving. We watched Rush and we, wa we, we know that... Uh, Nicky Lauda was on fire and that whole crash sequence that uh, Ron Howard did. It never felt like this. This is the first time I felt in, in a movie when involving car racing that these people, these real people were risking their lives to drive this car. And I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but man, and I felt like there was a danger to these cars. There was no seatbelts. They just wore helmets. If they crashed, they're being flown out of the car. Like there's, there's not much holding them in. There's no roll cages. There's nothing. So there was a real uh, emergency of death that was going to come with them if they weren't going to drive this car properly. And Enzo Ferrari and, and Adam Driver's portrayal of him really showcases that, that sternness of okay, well, he wasn't fast enough. Or, and there's, there's really funny moments with, with Adam Driver where he's like, oh, it wasn't the car that killed him. It was you know, his girlfriend's mother who was a whore that became the, the town talk and she yeah. gave birth to this girl who now affected my driver who then killed himself. There's just, it's such an old-timey Italian thing to think, but I 100% I understood what he meant because I've just been around that type of, I like I thinking it was just that's something that you're in that culture, right? A hundred percent. But I really enjoyed the story. I thought 
Penelope Cruz was fantastic. I really like that the idea of this movie takes place in 1957, just a pinnacle point in his career, not his whole life, uh, but a real important part of his career because he is estranged from his wife. He has a, a, a mistress in a sense. He has another son. His previous son has passed. He's trying to win this race. He's trying, he's going bankrupt. There's a lot of things happening in his life that he's trying to fix and solve. And we end up with, you know, the, the Mille Mille, which is one of the, you know, a car racing race that they don't do anymore because it was super dangerous. And the consequences of that happening, I think there is issues with pacing, but overall, I love the authenticity of this movie, the, the realness of these cars, the sound, the, the, the capturing, the cinematography, some of the best racing, um, shots that i've ever seen on camera like just the way he did it and i understood why there wasn't enough like need for cg even though there are certain points of cg that are just really hard to watch if you can kind of like let those go and just watch the car racing it reminded me of the grand prix which is a film from the 50s just had this really or 60s really good cinematography that you can't capture like they just don't spend the time to do the the flags the the town the, the dress the 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 fashion how everyone looked the sunglasses like it just they captured that time perfectly and i i really want to watch it again i want to rewatch it again i hope michael mann goes back and edits it a little bit more because i feel like there's something missing there's i can't put my thumb on it but there's an issue with the storytelling but overall i i really liked it i i, I like that you bring up the the feeling of it not being a final cut of the film because uh, yeah i truly felt that as well it always feels like this is almost like the work cut you know the d director's cut the initial one the before, assembly cuts the you assembly know, of, cut. of all the yeah 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 before like even all the effects are done and kind of like where the story is going to be but i i love that you mentioned that adam driver completely gets into the driver's seat as enzo ferrari and that's it he is him i didn't see anybody else even with Penelope Cruz, fantastic. Shailene Woodley, you know, she's always fantastic or whatever she does. I kind of feel like in this, though, uh, she wasn't very utilized in the way that I would want, like, Shailene Woodley to be in a screen presence. I feel like she had a better role in a movie that just came out recently, Dumb Money. And this one, I think it was her accent, maybe. I just kind of felt like it was slipping in and out of a French and then maybe Italian. And then she was going into her normal american accent so it just kind of felt like it was going through all these different things that her performance really good but it just never went to the above and beyond that i think you know uh adam driver and uh penelope cruz did they really had just kind of gone into their characters and i felt fear i felt scared of penelope cruz at this entire film because i was like she looks like that italian wife that you just do not want to piss off you know she's got a loaded gun and she definitely was going to use it on you uh but daniel please let us know your first reactions for ferrari i get so excited whenever i see that adam driver is going to be in a film and i think he's one of those actors right now that he is you know becoming that classic movie star he has that vibe to him he has a presence to him that he's always just like ah, oh, like that guy carries himself like he's a movie star and you really you know obviously star wars really put him on the map in terms of global appeal and audiences but it's all the roles that he's really done since then that's really been you know really interesting to watch like 
Black Klansman or Marriage Story or even House of Gucci, where he does another Italian accent or uh, The Last Duel, which he's fantastic in. So he's becoming one of those actors that I will show up for whatever he's in because he's always so damn good. And Ferrari is no exception to that. He is great in this movie. I did not see Adam Driver. I saw Enzo Ferrari. He was um, really well cast. He was really well utilized. And I think the camera loved him. And it's not something that I, I often say in our reviews. There was something about the way Michael Mann shot this film that you could just tell that he felt like he was filming a passion project and Adam Driver was his Enzo Ferrari. There was there was a love uh, connection between them just seeing the way this film was shot. And I really thought that throughout because Adam Driver really is for me, what carried a lot of this film. I think Penelope Cruz is fantastic in this. She's given a lot more to do um, than Shailene Woodley is because whenever Shailene Woodley comes up, it turns more into how um, you know Enzo is not there for them and he's uh, he has this whole other family and this, uh, uh, this illegitimate son that he's not acknowledging or giving his last name. So I think because that was a plot point whenever Shailene Woodley was on screen, it distracted me a little bit from the performance that she was giving because it became about like, okay, what's going on in the story right now? And I think what you said, Anthony, which I 100% agree with, is that it was a weird film. It's, it's weird in the sense that there's a lot going on. It feels like some scenes go on a little too long. It feels like some moments are a little too short. There's an editing to this film that it doesn't feel complete yet because we have a lot going on. Obviously we have, you know, Ferrari going bankrupt, which is kind of looming over the film. We have the Mila Mila, which is going to be happening towards the end uh, of this film and the race, what they're kind of building towards. But then you also have the story of him, you know, and, and his, and Penelope Cruz, his wife. And then you have the story about his, uh, his son and Shailene Woodley. So like you have a lot of things that are driving you in different directions, no pun intended in this film. So you're, you're kind of wondering like, okay, what is the central story here? And I think that's what I struggled with, with Ferrari was the focus is that you're, you have a great world that you've created. You have these incredibly, this incredible cast that you've assembled, but it feels like we're getting so much of what happened, even though it's all taking place in 1957, which I think was a smart move to tell that story, you know, to focus it. But even with it being focused on one year, it feels like there's so much going on where I think if we had a little bit more focus, we even trimmed down the runtime of the film. It would have helped really tell a tighter and more straight line of a story. But that being said, I really enjoyed my time with it. I think there's one of the most shocking scenes of the year in this movie that we all went, you know, jaws dropped for it. I think um, I yelled. And I it, think I yelled in the theater. We yelled. Yeah, you yelled, Shane. I remember yeah. our theater was dead quiet and you went, oh my gosh. You, yeah. like, you were like, we were stunned I by it. I looked at him and I'm like, and it's fun. my gosh. You were like, shut up, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, like we're watching happen. a movie here. We're watching a happen. movie, eh? <laughs> but, but, it, but it's funny because we were, you know, in, in previous episodes of the movie podcast, we were critical of the CG and the look of that car crashing. But when we actually got that sequence, it was cut a little bit differently. And then when you see what follows that, I think that's really what drove it home for us. So we we're just like, oh my gosh, okay. They're going here. And I and I like that this film did that. I think Michael Mann is such a talented director. And I think you you could see that this was a, a passion project for him. And I really hope that 
if there is, you know, in, in the future, you know, a director's cut or a, a, an alternate cut that comes out, it could fix those issues. If not, like that's again, that's, this is the story that he wants to tell. I'm not going to get held up on a, an imaginary cut of a movie, but I, I, I do think that Ferrari is a, it's a really well-made film, but it's a film that I think needs more editing. It needs a little bit more of a stronger story to really focus in on what's going on. Because when you look at Ford versus Ferrari, I think we got a story that does a lot, but it's still balancing the story that it's telling where here I felt like I was a little scattered trying to trying to keep up with what was happening. You feel that there is a vision for it, but there is just changing lanes too quickly. And right. I, <laughs> I just keep thinking a lot of car puns. I just keep thinking of Oppenheimer and just the way that story was told because there is you know, Oppenheimer is going through a lot of things in his life at that time as well. And I just feel like, you know, Michael Mann, you know, Heat, uh, Ali, like the, he's one of the greatest directors. And I just didn't see it show in this movie other than, you know, the camera work, the, the shot cinematography, but just the storytelling was just so shockingly not Michael Mann. Where I'm like, wait, there's, there's points of the story where we're cutting to a, a shot too early or there's this weird pause that happens that i don't feel like there's a real vision to what we're trying to get to and even though i enjoyed this movie i have a lot of issues with the way the story was told on screen and i just wonder like what would this movie look like if christopher nolan did it you know like this is this is something like i just kept envisioning it like what if christopher nolan told this story I definitely would right. have that opening sequence that we got, but uh, yeah, and and that's the thing, right? Like that that's that's another thing I wanted to mention because it's like you're focusing on 1957. We don't need this old timey because it stood out so much, right? It it's looked like, like, like it was from like a TV show that we would have watched in our childhood of like let's yeah. insert this character into it. Yeah, with with footage. I don't know if that was again if that was real footage it or looked really bad. Foot- it looked. You know, really it's just like bad. oh, we're going to insert. No, no, I mean like the cutaways of the cars driving. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like, it, I feel it like that was probably real footage. And then they insert the close up of him in the car. It's like you don't need this. He looks like Snoopy driving. Yeah. Uh, the driving the biplanes like you don't like it's so silly looking right it's it's insane that that's an issue though daniel because you look at a movie like forrest gump which came out in the 90s or 94 and that movie did it so well how are we still having this issue we're 30 years later we should we have this issue (laughs) we have the we have an issue with like like when they're like oh yeah here's these family photos of us and it's like oh my worst photoshop things of all time it's It's like like, them on the red carpet yeah (laughs) it's strange like we and it's funny because we just recently watched bad boys for life and there is that 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 there's a moment too where they was like oh here's will smith with this lady and it's supposed to be like the year before the first bad boys. I'm like, dude, yeah. that's him from hitch, bro. Yeah. Like what, what, what is this Photoshop? But yeah, like you see that in, in the beginning of this film where you're just like, you could just cut that out. You could just yeah. start with him in his home and then take the film from there because it's such an unnecessary addition. Absolutely. We, we just watched, um, iron claw and the iron claw and the beginning of this movie has a similar vibe where it tells a story of something that happens in the past and it's shot so well and it's shot in black and white and it, really sets up what the rest of this movie what the rest of that story was going to be like i don't understand why they had to go through like an old timey box to get something that just is just needs to look old just make it black and white and <laughs> make him wear maybe the, the 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 fashion of that time and the car of that time you don't have to make it look like something that was captured through 
an old timey camera and then put it projected yeah, on the screen. That's what race. Just, we just don't need I, I a race. Don't get that we don't need like, the race. We just the rest of the film is in the fifties. Like you don't, you're not making this film like it's in the fifties. Just show the race. You don't have to weirdly I insert people into these. I don't know why they did that. They did it in for Ford versus Ferrari. Film things, right? They did it with Carol it, Shelby, where he's racing in Le Mans, and it's something that yeah. happens in the past. Why just just do it? Do it right. I don't get why you're trying to do it that way. It's strange because again, it's this is not the only film that's guilty of it. It's just whenever you see it happening again, you're like, why? We're in 2023. We don't need this. Like this is yeah. this is stuff that like like from 20, 30 years ago that people would do. You don't have to do it now. For, for me, my, myself personally, like I, this movie really pumps the brakes at a certain point where it just slows down and it just feels like it's dragging its feet to kind of get to what it's trying to tell. And I found the focus of the narrative very confusing. I, I didn't know what was the end goal of this film. I wasn't sure where we were trying to get to because you had all these different plot points that were occurring. It even felt like we were kind of getting the beginning taste of the elephant in the room here, Ford versus Ferrari, and what happens in that movie, you're kind of starting to see a lot of those pieces kind of fall into play here. And you're wondering, like, where I, I just kept wondering, where is this movie going? Yes, the performances are great, but the movie just feels so unfinished and it feels like the story wants to tell you a lot that I just never felt fully invested in it. I really enjoyed some of the moments, but because there was this lack of focus, this pacing issue that kept occurring, I found myself kind of just going in and out of the movie. And I wish I was in the passenger seat the entire time, where at some point I'm like, okay, just drop me off here. I'll walk the rest of the way. That's a good analogy. I like that. Thank you. But I feel like a movie like Ford versus Ferrari did a really good job of kind of, I mean, obviously that was more of a pro Ford movie and it really didn't show much of the best parts of Ferrari, but I was really hoping this movie would kind of be like, oh, okay, this is what makes Ferrari the way that it is. It just, it never felt that way for me. Uh, but there's this, the race, of course, the Mila Milia. It's a thousand mile race and you have a lot of, of different moments occurring in it. You have the most shocking moment that occurs during it. Uh, but Daniel, please, there's a moment that you want to talk about specifically. Yeah, so there, there's there's a couple actually. So there's uh, the race that's happening. Um, we, we spoke obviously about like the big crash that we saw in the trailer. Um, and then, you know, to your point, Jay, about Ford versus Ferrari again, um, it feels like in the middle of the race, like they remembered like, oh yeah, we have this plot line that you no know, Ferrari is on the verge of being bankrupt and he's going to make a deal with Fiat. And like, he just calls like, yeah, yeah, we good. Okay, cool. It's just like, oh, just like, it was, it felt very like kind of thrown in. Um, but also speaking of being thrown in Patrick Dempsey in this film, um, who's a, a silver, a silver Fox in this movie he's uh he feels like this is a it feels like a, a, a too small of a role for him he's too like, he could have almost he could have almost carried a whole he can carry a whole film being a race car driver if he wants to and obviously he's a he races cars in real life he's a big fan um but like and i think he looked great in the role it just like it was like a little jarring seeing him because like dude like you're a really big actor and you're playing this small role so he almost like stood out too much it didn't feel like he was that race car driver it felt like he was just i'm like why well, is patrick dempsey i just kept here? seeing patrick dempsey yeah. in an yeah. italian accent and i was like oh this is barely yeah. it just but again barely. it just it's just like yeah, yeah barely yeah barely but it was just fun it was just fun i'm like oh yeah he was uh he was included in this but the race sequence itself great race sequence and it really is i think probably the strongest part of the movie is like that whole sequence of everything going on going city to city that was really fun to see i just wish the sound design for that race hit me 
Yeah. Cause, cause there's, there's great race sequences that you, we get in movies. And I think this year we had Gran Turismo, which a movie that probably people were writing off before it came out. I don't know. We were certainly being like, okay, I don't know if this is going to do well. It had really cool race sequences. Of course, it has the benefit of, of trying to really show the inside of the car, the mechanics, the pistons moving and everything. I wish we really got to feel the power of the Ferrari. It just feels like they're driving a car at certain moments. And I really wish personally for myself that we really got to feel the the gear shifting the the tire burning the rubber ripping and i didn't i didn't feel it all the time it's interesting because i i actually thought the sound was really good like i from for that time period the the naturally aspirated v12 that's producing whatever horsepower those cars were even though they they're they're really fast um they're not as fast as what we can normally get now um right but yeah, I thought the, I thought the the sound design was good, but maybe it also could have been our theater experience because it was <laughs> yeah. cutting out a lot. Like for some reason, it was, it was really loud at certain points, and all of a sudden it'd be like quiet as a mouse. Yeah, and like there there was there were moments too where like some of the dialogue just went away. Yeah, where we're just like we're talking like this, and all of a sudden we're talking like this. It's like oh, like what what did they forgot to add like the whatever as sound. they're talking. Yes, as they're talking. Yeah, so like there there was a couple moments like that, and again can't confirm whether it's our theater or not anthony i know when you're when you're most likely going to watch this again please let us know because i'm genuinely curious and this is the same issue that we had with the iron claw and funny enough it was the same theater yeah that uh we're just like is this just an issue with our theater or is this an issue two movies with or is it something with the with the mixing i do want to say that when we talked about the race the the cinematography for a lot of those for a majority of that sequence is real cinema like it's a real camera work it's not cg because yeah. we know because the cg is not good so we know that the good parts of that race are actually real and we we talked about how the camera loves enzo ferrari the camera really loved these racers and just capturing oh, yeah. nighttime driving capturing a um, thousand mile race like they don't do that anymore like the, the race that's in this movie is the last of its kind because of what happens at the end but just the grittiness, the 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 eye mask, the helmets, the the feel of there's bugs and dirt hitting your face and as you go through the Italian Alps and and you go through Rome and all these places, it feels like they captured it and it was really authentic for its time. Uh, another thing that I really liked about this movie was Enzo Ferrari's speeches, which I think like. In the future, they're going to be one of those things that you see on TikTok where they cut it and they they just tell that one part of the story. And he has some really good lines in this movie that just really inspire you to be. I like I, at the end of it, I wanted to go race cars, but it's just you know the the <laughs> the, the, the idea of like this is our 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 bittersweet symphony that we are risking our lives just because there's something in us that wants to race. Like these lines that are, are given are really, really good. And Adam driver just pulls them off. And it's just sometimes, even though this movie has his issues, it could be really, really stunning to see. Well, let's go ahead and give our final recommendations to Ferrari. Anthony, as a resident Italian, we'll start with you. I will say, add it to your queue. Uh, I think this is a movie a, I think it's going to be limited release, so it's not going to be widely available. B, uh, I don't think it's something that you need to run to the theater to watch, but I do recommend you watch or race. it. Or race to the theater to watch. But I do recommend you watch it. If you are a Ferrari enthusiast, Ferrari head, go find it. Go go watch it. I just feel like 
this movie in the theaters that it's coming out in is not going to do justice to what the movie is supposed to look like. Um, especially in Toronto, we, we we're watching it, I think at Tiff Lightbox, which is not the greatest theater experience in the world, but if you can find it in a good theater, go watch it, enjoy it. But for the general audience, I would say add it to your queue. Daniel, what about yourself? For me, I think if you're a car enthusiast, I think there's a lot in this movie that you will like and you will like to see represented on screen the same way if you love wrestling and you'll you'll get those vibes from um, the Iron Claw, like we like I said in an earlier review this month. Um, but where I feel like the Iron Claw is a film that even people who don't like wrestling will fall in love with the story, I don't think I could say the same necessarily for Ferrari. So I will say add it to your queue. If it's something that you come across down the road, I think you will um, find some enjoyment of it. The performances, especially, especially Adam Driver. Um, but for the general audience, I don't think there's a lot here that will be super memorable for them. So I would say get to it when you can add it to your queue. And to round this off, I will also say add it to the queue. I think there's a lot of great performances in this movie, but the lack of focus and the narrative storytelling that kind of just goes every single place and really doesn't want you to pay attention to what's happening really kind of lost me at certain moments but again for performances i think it's great add to your queue and if you do watch it please let us know what you think and you can do that by either commenting on this video if you're watching us or if you're maybe listening to us on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to us you can probably leave a comment on there we should probably check to see if other podcast services have comments but we have like some unopened mail that we should probably check out uh, probably yeah. yeah good good to know for us but there's a lot of places you can leave us comments you can also join our discord and have a conversation with us in there if you did watch this movie that's the fastest way to get to us that's the most direct way without showing up to our houses to get to us so leave us a comment let us know what you think and of course subscribe it honestly it's free and it pays the bills so thank you so much for doing it and thank you for so much for supporting us find all of our show notes down below that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next.